Hello there. Welcome to sleep mode. Bedtime stories and guided meditations for gamers. Presented by Glitch Creative Labs. Please be sure to not listen to this recording while driving, operating heavy machinery, or while attempting to catch a shiny Pokemon. The goal of each sleep mode session is to guide you into a state of pure relaxation so you can put down the controller and get some rest after a long day of work or play. So find a nice, comfortable space that is free from distractions where you can enjoy a moment to relax and hopefully get some restful sleep. The use of headphones is recommended, but not necessary. Laying down on a nice, cozy bed is always preferable, but you may also choose to experience sleep mode while sitting on your favorite couch or gaming chair if you wish. If you enjoy your time with us, please consider subscribing to sleep mode and give this episode a like. It would be pretty chill if you did. Now then, let's get some rest. Prepare to experience sleep mode, Pokemon Red and Blue, a relaxing bedtime story for gamers, in 3, 2, 1. Field Log 22-98 Welcome to the world of Pokemon. This world is inhabited by creatures called Pokemon. For some, Pokemon are pets. Others use them for fights. But you study Pokemon professionally as a field researcher under the guidance of Professor Oak. Every year, Bright-eyed new Pokemon trainers begin their journey to become the very best, like no one ever was. Your days as a Pokemon trainer are behind you. But all that time spent around so many different types of Pokemon has given you a deep appreciation for the ecological studies of these marvelous pocket monsters. There are always questions to be asked and more mysteries that arise with each answer. You could say that the study of Pokemon is the ultimate adventure, even if the gym leaders and Pokemon masters get all the glory. Knowledge is its own reward. Your quest for a deeper understanding of Pokemon has led you to stumble upon a group of psychic Pokemon. Just off Route 5, the group consists of a few Abras, Kadabras, and one Alakazam that appears to act as the spiritual guru of the tribe. 
You've also noticed that a slowpoke has recently joined the group, but you're not certain if this was intentional, or if it just got lost and decided, sure, let's just hang out here. The mind of a slowpoke, or slow bro for all that matter, might always remain a mystery to science. The Alakazam is about to start the daily meditation circle. After a few days of observation, it's time for you to take the next step and join the mind-opening exercise. If you would like to skip the guided relaxation segment, please fast forward to 16 minutes. Alakazam's eyes begin to glow with an otherworldly light. Then a calming voice fills her mind. Welcome, one and all, to our meditation circle. Here we will learn to relax our bodies and open up our minds to the world that surrounds us. Remember, the mind is your ultimate source of power. We will learn to use the power we possess to find enlightenment and live in harmony with the natural world. Now then, let us begin. Start by spreading across the surface of your meditation space. Allow your arms and legs to find a position that is most comfortable for your personal tastes. What is your body feeling at the moment? Every sensation, even discomfort, aches and pains, are a sign that your physical body is filled with energy and life. Energy can be both positively and negatively charged. It can neither be created nor destroyed, but it can be redirected to restore a sense of harmony within your physical body. Feel your chest slowly rise and fall when you breathe in and breathe out. This is our natural rhythm. Let's change the tempo just a bit. Take in a deep breath through your nose. As you breathe in, imagine all of the positive vibrations that fill this world begin to flow inside of you. Now hold your breath and let that positive energy begin to balance out any excess negativity stored inside you. Now breathe out from the mouth. Very good. Once again, breathe in. Hold it for just a moment. And exhale as you do. Imagine that every cell in your body is at peace and connected 
to all of the elements of nature. This world is all about balance. Fire burns grass. Water extinguishes fire. And grass absorbs water. It's easy to remember, for the most part. Don't even get me started on the mysteries of Pokemon-type matchups. How is a psychic Pokemon weak against steel? Does a Kadabra not bend steel spoons with the power of its mind? But I digress. Do not let the somewhat frustrating mysteries of this world obscure your mind from inner peace. Now, let's try to quiet our minds by emptying our heads of all lingering thoughts. It's actually way more difficult than it sounds, so don't feel frustrated if you're unable to create a blank slate in your mind. You wouldn't get frustrated at a baby Pichu from crawling away from its blanket. So too must you have patience with your wandering mind. Just close your eyes and imagine a small point of light just across your nose. Think only of that one point of light. Continue to focus. Feel how quiet and still your mind has become. It may take a bit of practice to do this correctly, but in time, your untrained mind will grow and evolve to find peace and zen as you meditate. Now shift your focus to your natural breathing rhythm. As you begin to do a mental scan of your body, starting downwards at your feet and legs. We spend so much time using them, it is only right that we allow the lower half of our body to sink down and find comfort. Imagine that point of light has become a warm ball of healing energy that slowly begins to pass over your feet, ankles, calves, and legs. Feel each part the light touches become heavier and heavier until it almost feels like your legs are no longer attached to your body. But do not worry. I assure you that your legs are still there. 
they are just as real as the legs of a diglet. Now, where were we? Feel that warmth slowly cross your entire body. Easing and relaxing the stored up tension hiding inside each muscle of your legs and torso. across your arms and shoulders. Nothing a bit of light stretching can't undo. Begin by rotating your shoulders in small counterclockwise circles. Feel all the stress and tension you carry within them start to melt away each slow rotation. The energy once again will be able to flow freely. Now, stop rotating your shoulders and stretch out your arms over your chest. Then place your hands together with your palms touching. Hold this pose and slowly lower your arms down until your thumbs are touching your chest and your elbows point away from you. You should feel a bit of pressure around your wrists, forearms, biceps, and fingers as long as you hold this position. When you're ready, Release your stretch and enjoy the warm vibrations as they slowly travel across your arms, making them become heavy and relaxed. There you go. Allow your arms to fall beside you in a naturally comfortable position as they slowly sink down into the ether. Very good. Your body is now ready to receive enlightenment. Every adventure in the Kanto region is different, but the start of every journey begins with a choice. Eventually, every Pokemon must make the decision of who they want to become. Will they set the world on fire as a part of the next Pokemon League Championship team. Or perhaps they'll just go with the flow and see where their path takes them. But no matter what, always take a moment to lie in the grass and enjoy the natural world that surrounds you. The silence of the meditation circle is broken. 
by a sharp ringing sound coming from your backpack. Your connection to the group of psychic Pokemon cuts off, and they begin to teleport away to parts unknown. Darn. You were just about to reach a state of transcendence. Oh well. You better answer your communicator to see who's calling. Oh. It looks like you're getting a call from Professor Oak. I wonder why he's calling. see where this is going. It would be a huge help if you used your unique skills to procure us a missing Pokemon. You think for a moment and tell the professor that you would be happy to help. After all, what is the point of research and knowledge if it's not shared with the next generation of Pokemon trainers? The line goes silent, and your path has been set to catch the missing Pokemon. Let's go explore the Kanto region. You make the short trip down Route 5 to the Pokemon Daycare Center. It's a lovely spot that asks trainers to let us raise your Pokemon for a small fee, of course. You see a couple of Pokemon happily playing in the attached playground as you enter the facility. Hello there. Welcome to the Pokemon Daycare Center. A kindly man says 
as you enter. You introduce yourself to the daycare manager and tell them that you're here to pick up a Charmander for Professor Oak. He remains silent for a moment as he gives you a few up and down glances. Well, you know, we usually charge a small boarding fee to look after a Pokemon. But considering it's for Professor Oak, we have decided to waive the fee under one condition. You must defeat me in a Pokemon battle. You politely raise your hands and explain that you're not much of a battler. Ah, but I insist. Charmanders need a strong trainer to look after them. If they want to evolve into a fully grown Charizard, you must prove that you are capable of such a huge responsibility. You explain that you will not be the one raising Charmander. You're just the research assistant in charge of its safe delivery to the lab. Ah, even more of a reason to test your skill. You gotta protect these Pokemon, you see. Enough talk. It's time to prove your worth. The Pokemon Daycare Manager sends out Vaporeon. You send out Jigglypuff. Vaporeon uses Water Gun. Jigglypuff dodges the attack. Jigglypuff uses Sing. Vaporeon is fast asleep. Jigglypuff uses Body Slam. A critical hit. Vaporeon fainted. Wow, I guess I'm the one that needs to do more research. That's one tough Jigglypuff. You've trained it well. This little Charmander will be in good hands. Let me get him for you. After a short wait, the daycare manager emerges with the fiery little Pokemon following closely behind him. Okay, little one. You go with this nice researcher. He'll make sure that you're matched up with the perfect trainer. The Charmander cries out in excitement as it enters its Pokeball for the journey. You wave goodbye to the daycare manager and pull out a map of the Kanto region. It looks like the closest stop in your journey is Lavender Town. The professor did say a gang of troublemaking Squirtles have been causing a ruckus in town. Let's move along and see what kind of trouble they're actually causing. Field log, 23-98. Gray skies and a gentle downpour of rain greets you as you enter Lavender Town. Lavender Town has the unfortunate reputation of being one of the unhappiest places in the entire Kanto region. You see, Lavender Town is home to the Pokemon Tower, a place where trainers lay their beloved Pokemon to rest after they've moved on from this life. It's also rumored to be very, very haunted. So why would a gang of Squirtles choose this, of all places, to cause some mischief? 
What was that noise? Screaming. There seems to be trouble somewhere in town. Maybe it's being caused by the Squirtle Gang. Let's take a look. You make your way to the tower and see a few people running out of it in a terrible fright. G -g 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 ghosts They scream in terror as they rush from the tower in a hurry. Ghosts, they say. Something seems a little hinky around here. Well, it's time to gather some courage and investigate. Let's see if a little scientific know-how can solve this Pokemon mystery. So this is what the inside of the Pokemon Tower looks like. Rows of tombstones, marking the last resting place of long-lost Pokemon, with a smell of dried flowers lingering in the air. This is not too scary, you think to yourself competently. It's actually quite peaceful. Goodness me, that door just slammed right behind you. It must have been the wind. Perfectly logical. Nothing to fear here. We, we, we listen to that. This tower has some excellent acoustics. The admittedly spooky occurrences within the tower don't phase you in the slightest. Now is not the time to feel fear. There's still a mystery to be solved and a Pokemon to catch. You make your way up the tower. You can't help but feel a sinking feeling and the tremble shooting up your spine. It's as if you're being watched. Flight by flight and room by room, you continue to search for anything out of the ordinary, but no interesting leads have turned up. This trip to Lavender Town may have just been one unfortunate wild goose chase. You appear to have made contact. A young girl dressed in red and white robes shyly addresses you. Oh, pardon me. You give a bow and apologize for rudely bumping into her and turn around to continue to make your way up the tower. No, wait. You see, I am a Pokemon channeler. I commune with the departed spirits of Pokemon to gain knowledge of the great beyond. I feel that one particularly restless apparition has a message it wishes to pass along to the living. She says in a soft tone. You give her a curious look. The channeler lowers her head and appears to go into a trance-like state. She remains still and quiet for a few moments, as a blast of chill air passes across the two of you. In an instant, she snaps out of her trance, and in a whisper, she says, Foolish mortals have come to desecrate my peaceful resting place. 
For far too long I have allowed this to occur, but my patience is one thin. If you will not leave this place on your own, then I shall take matters into my own hands. Is this really happening? It's coming. The once peaceful atmosphere of the tower bursts to life with unnatural activity. You are not expecting this kind of supernatural occurrence. There must be some sort of logical explanation to all of this. Suddenly, a phantom presence makes itself known. From behind a tombstone appears a figure draped in a white burial shroud with two empty black eyes coldly staring at you. It lets out a mournful cry. <laughs> Though fear grips your body, you feel that there is more to this apparition than appears. It's here. The spirit has come. The Pokemon channeler says in a hushed tone. You give the girl a look as if to say, Obviously, it's standing right before you. She opens her eyes to gaze upon the ghost and says, Oh, that is not the spirit that speaks to us. The soul that we commune with lays just behind that squirtle wearing a bedsheet. The tiny cloak figure turns to see nothing behind it. Then suddenly, the real ghost appears. It's a very angry looking Gengar. The tiny specter jumps high into the air, revealing its true form as the sheet falls off of it. It looks like our ghost was indeed a mischievous little squirtle, playing a practical joke on the visitors of this tower. And it's not alone. A quartet of terrified squirtles makes their presence known and begin to flee the tower in a hurry, leaving behind their comrade to face the Gangar's wrath. Wait a moment. Why were they all wearing sunglasses? The Gangar makes its way towards the remaining squirtle with a malicious look in its eyes. There's no time to think. There's a Squirtle that's in need of a ghostly rescue. A wild Gengar has appeared. Go Jigglypuff! Gengar uses Confuse Ray. Jigglypuff is confused. It hurts itself in its confusion. Gengar uses Lick. Jigglypuff is paralyzed. Well, this isn't good at all. The supernatural powers of this Gengar are formidable indeed. The Gengar seems to be content with just toying with your Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff won't last long at this rate. It's time to see if these ghostly type powers can best the knowledge of science and research. You gaze out into the battlefield as the Gengar glances your way and gives you a menacing smirk. Fair enough. You use Full Restore 
on Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff makes a full recovery. The Gengar stands in shock. Its confidence fades as you shout out a final command to refresh Jigglypuff. Okay Jigglypuff, remember your training with Alakazam. Jigglypuff turns and smiles at you, then sets its gaze onto Gengar. Jigglypuff uses Psychic. It's super effective. The wild Gengar fainted. The Gengar fades away after a hard-fought battle. The Squirtle is still shivering after its ghostly encounter. You're pretty sure it's learned its lesson about not impersonating ghosts for a few laps. A good lesson for us all to remember. It gets back to its feet and begins to look around in confusion. The spirit is pleased with your battle prowess and is now at rest for the moment. But what of this little troublemaker? It would be best if it leaves this tower at once. We wouldn't want it to stir up any more unnecessary anxiety for the spirits. I'm afraid your friends have turned tail and ran at the first sign of danger, my little friend. But perhaps this trainer would be kind enough to give you a new home and purpose for the time being? The channeler says in a comforting voice. You nod your head in agreement as the Squirtle wipes away a few tears from its eyes. Squirtle takes off his stylish-looking shades and looks at you in the eyes. It gives a confident smile and accepts the offer. You toss one of your Pokeballs at it so you can capture it. Now you have a Charmander and Squirtle to deliver to Professor Oak. Two down, one more to go. You wave your goodbyes to your newfound spiritual friend and head out to catch the last remaining Pokemon on Oak's list, a Bulbasaur. It's time to make your way to the Safari Zone. Field Log 25-98 The Safari Zone, just outside of Fuchsia City, sounds like a grand adventure in the wilderness, but in reality, it's more of an amusement park than a wildlife refuge. Your credentials as an official Pokemon researcher has secured you a small campsite within the park to observe the wild Pokemon in a more natural setting. The sights and sound of the Safari Zone really are incredible. So far, you've managed to observe a few interesting events during your stay. For instance, you witnessed a thrilling wrestling match between two pincers, a herd of Kangaskhan attending to their young, a full-on Rhyhorn stampede, and many more worthwhile experiences. But managing to find a Bulbasaur still eludes you. I'm pretty sure I recognize that cry.
Yes, there's no mistaking it. That's the sound of a Bulbasaur, all right. But where could it be? That splashing noise. Perhaps it's near a pond. You check your Safari Zone map to locate the nearest body of water. And there it is. A small pond to the northwest of your current location. You should go check to see if it really is a Bulbasaur. Maybe it's waiting to become someone's brand new starter Pokemon. You wade through the open grassland until you find the pond that was marked on your map. Then you see it. A small Bulbasaur dipping its vines into the water. You find a bit of rough foliage to hide in as you observe and note this unusual behavior. The Bulbasaur gently uses its vine whip maneuver to stir up the top of the water. Then it places one of its tentacle-like vines into the water. Wait a minute. I think it's... It's fishing. Huh. Fascinating. You should write that down for further analysis. The Bulbasaur you've been observing manages to fish out a magic harp from the pond. Then it does a small little victory dance as it reels in its catch. Very interesting indeed. Not to mention, pretty darn cute. You jot down a few notes about this wild behavior in your research journal. Then prepare a Pokeball to catch the cute little grass-type Pokemon. Wait a second. Ooh, something's happening. The magic heart begins to glow. It seems to be evolving. Alright, if I'm not mistaken, a magic heart evolves into... Uh-oh. Yes, experience has told you, this can only mean one thing. The Magikarp has evolved into a Gyarados. The Titanic Pokemon towers over the helpless, low-level Bulbasaur, its eyes fixated on the pint-sized grass-type Pokemon, as it gathers its energy for an attack. Nope, this can't be good at all. You spring into action, but it's too late. The Gyarados uses Tackle and sends the Bulbasaur flying into the air. You better save the Bulbasaur before it's too late. Time to battle. You send out Jigglypuff. Gyarados uses Leer. Jigglypuff's defenses go down. Jigglypuff uses Sing. The Gyarados is unaffected. Uh-oh. Gyarados uses Hydro Pump. It's a critical hit. Only one thing left to do. Jigglypuff uses Teleport. The Gyarados looks on in confusion 
as your Jigglypuff vanishes into thin air. This was on a fight you intended to win. With the help of your Jigglypuff, you were able to buy a little bit of time. The wild Gyarados turns around to see you running away with the injured Bulbasaur in your arms. Gyarados may be terribly strong Pokemon, but no one ever said they were the smartest. You were able to save the Bulbasaur while it was distracted. It might not have been the bravest way to get the job done. But he who fights and runs away lives to study Pokemon another day. You make your way out of the Safari Zone and head to the Pokemon Center in town. Hold on, little buddy. We'll get you patched up in no time. have fully restored your Pokemon. We hope to see you again soon. The Bulbasaur slowly begins to open its eyes and is a little surprised by its new surroundings. You do your best to explain to the little guy that it was injured during a fight with Gyarados and you brought it over to a Pokemon Center for some healing. You hope that's okay. You ask if it would like to come with you, so it can be raised by a Pokemon trainer, and become big and strong. And maybe one day, it'll evolve into a Venusaur. A Venusaur so strong, that no Gyarados would ever be able to beat it in battle again. All other Water-type Pokemon will learn to fear its name, and tremble under the might of its mighty vines. Mwahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahah
a cool tropical drink in one hand, and your research journal in the other. You began to sift through it, taking a small nostalgic journey with each entry you read. You remember that sleepy-looking Snorlax that you shared your food with on Route 12. The moment you met your companion Jigglypuff. Even the entries regarding this journey will be etched in your memory as long as you live. You think about how sweet the world of Pokemon can be when you love and appreciate the natural balance between humans and Pokemon. You soak in a few more rains of sun as you let Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur run around the deck of the ship. They seem to have become good friends in not much time at all. It's very possible that one day, they'll meet in a Pokemon battle with their new trainers. But for now, they can enjoy a few moments of peace at sea. Strange, was that a bolt of lightning? But there isn't a cloud in the sky. What could have caused that thunderbolt? Wow, it's so close to the ship. Hmm. The three little Pokemon are looking over the side of the ship, so you make your way over to investigate what they're looking at. Nothing seems to be out of the ordinary. All you can see is clear blue waters and a bit of ocean foam cresting off the side of the ship. Wait, did you hear that? It sounds like it came from just below. You narrow your eyes and closely gaze out towards the sea. Then you notice it. A little spot of yellow hanging on to a piece of driftwood. It seems to be a Pikachu. Have Bulbasaur use Vine Whip to pluck that Pikachu out of the water. The Bulbasaur acknowledges your request and uses its vines to rescue the Pikachu from the sea. With the help of these three starter Pokemon, you manage to safely bring the tiny electric mouse Pokemon to safety. It looks completely drained of energy. I wonder what could have happened to it. Where is its trainer? Why was it drifting in the sea alone? So many questions and very little answers. Thunder? Again? The sky darkens. What's going on here? There were no storms forecasted this week. How can this be possible? Everywhere I go, it's all the same. Humans. They infect the very seas with their destructive presence. Wait, who said that? Confused, I see. How typical. You could not possibly begin to comprehend the power you face. The power of Mewtwo. From out of the darkness, a Pokemon appears. A Pokemon unlike anything you've ever seen before. It floats in the air and speaks to you without speaking. This must be some type of new psychic Pokemon never before discovered. Oh, I go well beyond 
any mere psychic Pokemon. And in time, the world will learn to fear my name. Well, that doesn't sound very nice at all. It's coming this way. Well, it looks like you need to teach this Pokemon some manners. Let's go Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff, you sing. Mewtwo evades the attack. Ah, a Pokemon battle. How quaint. Would you like to try that again? Jigglypuff uses Body Slam. It's not very effective. <laughs> that actually tickled. I grow tired of this. Mewtwo begins gathering its energy. Oh, Drat. You only have two moves left. If this is indeed a Psychic Pokemon, Psychic won't do much against it. All that's left is Teleport, but it seems like making an escape is not an option here. There is no escape from me. Time's up. Mewtwo begins focusing its energy into its hands. Goodbye, human. A flash of lightning crashes through the sky and hits the ball of energy that Mewtwo's been gathering. A brilliant explosion rocks the SSN and knocks you to the ground. Ah, what was that? The injured Pikachu stands in the way of you, your Pokemon, and Mewtwo. <laughs> you have courage, little one. <clears throat> Need more power. You there, human. Consider yourself lucky. My strength grows more and more every day. Soon every human and Pokemon will know that I and the superior life form. Pikachu will meet again one day, I'm sure of it. Mewtwo flies into the distance. Settling the seas below him, a sunlight begins to break past the dark clouds. You give your thanks to Pikachu for saving the day. It smiles, then faints from exhaustion. This brave little Pokemon must be something very special. You pick him up and rush him to the first aid Pokemon Center on the ship. We will be docking in Palatown soon. I'm sure the professor will want to get a look at this very special Pikachu. Field Log 2A-98 It's been a long and perilous journey, but you've somehow managed to arrive at your destination, the Pokemon Lab at Palatown. You hand over the Pokeballs containing the requested Pokemon to Professor Oak, who greets you kindly. Splendid job, he praises. With this group of Pokemon, 
we can officially welcome a new generation of trainers as they begin their journey. Hmm, I wonder which one of these Pokemon my grandson will choose. Anyways, thank you so much for your hard work. Oh, and we'll keep a close eye on this Pikachu. I sense that a great destiny awaits him, and the lucky trainer that chooses to raise him. Here's your payment for a job well done. He hands you an envelope with a handsome amount of Poke Dollars. But you politely decline the payment. The study of Pokemon and the journey you've experienced was a reward within itself. Very well then, if you'll excuse me. I believe our guests are just about to arrive. You say your goodbyes to the professor and take your leave. The sun shines brightly in the Kanto region. And you remember that there is a great big world out there with new adventures to discover. I wonder which region will be your next stop. Oh, will you look at that? It looks like a brand new trainer is leaving the nest and heading out on his journey. A smile graces his face as he rushes towards the lab. Even the bright red hat on his head bounces rhythmically with each step. I wonder which Pokemon he'll choose to be his first companion. Thank you for listening to Sleep Mode, presented by Glitch Creative Labs. We hope you were able to catch some Z's during this nostalgic journey to the Kanto region. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to Sleep Mode and dong that notification bell. We would like to dedicate this episode of Sleep Mode to our little homie Titus. He's finally learning all about the magical world of Pokemon. Enjoy the journey, my dude. We would also like to give a very special shout-out to our good friend Xavier and to one of our biggest fans, Fiero, or Fierero. We hope we pronounced that right, and thank you so much for listening to Sleep Mode. On the next episode of Sleep Mode, we'll celebrate the spooky season with a nightmarish journey to Raccoon City. Get ready for our very first Halloween special, Sleep Mode, Resident Evil. We'll see you again very soon. Good night, gamers. <laughs>